This is Jamal Anderson. You know the OG and original Dirty Bird, the number one Dirty Bird, and you're listening to the Fantasy Football Plug podcast with my boy Jay Parrish. Check him out, y'all. He's bringing that heat all the time. Rise up, Dirty Bird Nation. What's up? Tune in, this is where it's at, the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast, you know that we got it popping, oh yeah, that's apparent, got a shout out to my homie, one and only Jay Parrish, yeah, tune in, you already know what's up, they call him the Fantasy Football Plug, it's time to turn it up, I bet you can't get enough, got him bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, bruh, hey, the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Plugged In with Jay. I am here with a very special guest, Mr. Jamal Anderson, the Dirty Bird himself. Thank you so much for being here, my man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's a pleasure to join you, Jay. Um, I'm good, man. Just uh, <laughs> taking out all in this football season. It's been interesting. It really has been, man. And I appreciate you. I know um, some scheduling stuff. You're a busy man, so I appreciate you being on here. No problem. Um, so let's let's just get straight into it then, okay? Um, so. Just some stats here. Five, or excuse me, five thousand three hundred thirty-six career rushing yards, sixteen hundred forty-five receiving yards, forty-one career touchdowns, single-season rushing record holder for the Falcons. Still, nineteen ninety-eight Pro Bowler, ninety-eight first-team All-Pro, Ed Block Courage Award winner, the original Dirty Bird himself. Woo! My guy. In four years, I did those numbers. In <laughs> four mind. years. I suppose I'm like, you know, it's so funny because sometimes people just want to remember 98. And I was like, listen, man, you know, the Falcons didn't let me start until 1996. Mm -hmm. And in 1996, I led the league in yards per carry, yards per average. I led the league, not Barry Sanders. And I had like almost 50 catches. And this is a 240 pound running back and slot receiver. And so it's always funny to me. I'm like, man, did y'all forget I, I returned kicks? I was back deep with Eric Metcalf, man. This was kind of versatility. And I think like sometimes I'm like, man, I think sometimes some people forget. So, you know, my guys and then the NFL um, throwback, like put together something too. And I was like, did y'all forget I went 95 on the reception? Did you know, it's like we get yeah. caught up in like 98, which is dope. I'm not, don't get me wrong. It was a fantastic season, but. I loved when I was in that June Jones offense, man, in that run and shoot. You know, it's funny. I see the bus's jersey behind you. That was my oh. guy, man. <laughs> we actually had a – his rookie year with the Rams, uh, he was at my house. I, we were playing USC in a bowl game, and we, were, we all went to go eat and stuff, and he came by the crib. And so we had, like, a bet on who would have the most yards on that field in Anaheim that weekend. All right. And I think the bus might have got me, but I no, I don't know though. I don't know because I put up some numbers on that seat. I'll check that out, man. Seriously, I should. Man, I wish I'd have known that. I'd gotten them stats. <laughs> um, all right, my friend. So uh, I realized that when I was reading about you and, and learning a couple things about you, you were a Raiders fan growing up. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, no. I mean, I still follow the Raiders. I like literally follow the Raiders on you know Instagram and Twitter. Um, you know, when I stopped playing for the Falcons after a couple of years, I mean, I'm the Falcons are my squad, no question. But the Raiders are my are my childhood team, and I you just can't abandon that thing, you know. So when I wasn't playing the Raiders, and of course it helped that they were in another conference, you know. Mm-hmm. So their fates, you know, rarely aligned with what the Falcons were doing. They didn't, you know, you know, they obviously we play and <laughs> I remember man, we went there in two thousand, we did a back to back. We played San Francisco and the Raiders back to back. And um, you know, Coach Reeves was the kind of guy we stayed when we traveled like that, we would fly out Friday to San Francisco, and then we stayed there and practiced at Stanford. Mm-hmm. And um, we were playing the Raiders, and I mean, like you know, the pit at Oakland Coliseum is famous for how you know brutal it was, and like they're all about it right down there. Yeah, right. And so it's like very similar to like the dog pound, but the Raiders version. And so they had like a life-size doll of me that they were like hanging in effigy, <laughs> bro. I was like. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute, though. So don't think I didn't run up to the end zone and I was like, I'm one of you. Did you forget? I'm one of you. Like, what? I was so mad. I ran up there. My lineman was like, you back. Try to pull me back. I mean, I was like, hot. So I scored on a draw, on like a 40-yard draw. Man, I ran right over there so bad. And did I did the, I don't even know if I did a dirty bird right. I was like, damn. And then it was a whole <laughs> I did all of that, and it was a and it was a holding call. I was I wanted to cry. Oh man, they called it back. <laughs> Brutal, man. Listen, man. man, I ran through half the Raiders defense, and they called it back, and I was celebrating everything. <laughs> you know, so I wanted them to know I was I was coming to play. But you know, it's all good now. We we have uh, we we've reunited. <laughs> all, right. all right, man. Um, of course, I know the answer to this, but I've got to ask you: is if I don't, so everybody else can learn. You are the originator of the Dirty Bird. Where did that come from? How did I mean? Where did you think up those moves, man? I gotta know. So we were um, we were playing really, really well. Um, we were playing really, really well in 1998 season, and uh, they used to do this soundtrack called NFL Jams. And the producer of that was take taking us out to dinner. We were in New York actually. And I think we were like maybe seven and one or something like that. Maybe six and one. I don't even remember. We might have been five and one. Um, but it was like the first after the first quarter of the season because we started calling ourselves Dirty Birds like after like week three or four, and so it was not long after that we went to play the Giants. It was going to be on national TV, and you know we had finished the season before um, at six and two. We should have been seven and one. We were on the cusp of completing the greatest turnaround in NFL history mm-hmm. in '97. Uh, we started one and seven, and then we we were rolling. We were six and one, and we got to Arizona. And Jake the Snake Plumber pulled off some miracle crap, and we lost. But you know, we would have finished the season eight and eight. But that's the same team that went into '98. So we were playing really good football from the middle of '97 all the way through. So I was like, man, nobody's paying attention to us, man. We got to do something. And so I was like, yeah, man, we have this history of celebrating in Atlanta. This is literally what I said. We have Billy White, Shrew Johnson, you know, obviously Andre Bryson did his thing. And then we have Dion. Dion's high step is internationally known, you know. I don't right. care what sport. <clears throat> and so, you know, Billy White Shoes was a groundbreaker. <clears throat> so for me, 
it was about doing something that like incorporated all of those things. And that's why I started, you know, I was rocking and doing this and flapping my arms to create the weed. But I wanted to do not, I didn't want to do like, Billy White Shoes did like the chicken dance. That's like his thing, but that was very 70s. I was trying to advance the, the agenda. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to do something that you could break out in a club. Like, yeah, that was oh, like yeah. fresh. So that's where it came from. And then at the end of it, I really, if you really pay attention and see me kick my legs out, that's like an homage to Dion's high step. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of incorporated, I, I modernized what White Shoes was doing by rocking and not doing like this whole thing, you know, right. with his legs. And then I kind of kicked it out with, and that's where it came from. And really, the first time I was doing it, like that game against the Giants, I, I was just jumping up and doing this and flapping my wings. I wasn't rocking and everything. The rock and the like kick out came, like we played the 49ers and like the camera was like here and I saw the red light and I knew I was, we were the national game. And I was like, I'm being beamed across the country. And so like, I grew up around Muhammad Ali, man. Like I love the light. It doesn't, you know what I mean? So I was like, you see how the guys run to the, camera now for like the touchdown celebrations right bro i was i was doing that 20 away. years ago you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm like whoop, whoop. and so i started rocking and stuff and that's where and then i was like i had to remember that i remember that night on sports center everybody's blowing me up remember back then we had like two-way pagers my pagers like <laughs> people calling my house this and the other calling my cell phone i'm like and i was like oh man I gotta remember that. I had to watch Sports Center like everybody else to remember exactly how I did it so I could do it again like that. <laughs> and now it has gone down in the annals of probably one of the top celebrations in the end zone ever. Um, it, man, man I, I know you are, are strapped for time. I know um, you became an analyst for a little while. What was the transition like that going from player to analyst? Yeah. You know, it was good. It was good. So when I first stopped playing football, um, I had considered playing after like, you know, when we when, when I departed with the Falcons, I was like, oh, I don't know what I wanted to do. And I had gotten interest from teams um, uh, right away. And so I was like, oh, and then I was talking to ESPN about a project and that's where Jam Session came from. <laughs> and so at first I was doing the Jam Session, which was on um, NFL Countdown. So now you see all these like unique features. I mean, I was doing this back in 2002. So like with Michael Vick with like hip hop music with dope scenes. Like I shot Warren Sapp in a, in a parachute. Like we were doing like, we were wearing like throwbacks. We were doing like all the cool stuff. Like I, the jam session, there's like, there's like clips on YouTube. But if you look up the jam session, man, I was doing all of that stuff, me, because this is how I thought. If I went to go do like a straight TV job right away, then, then I wasn't going to play football again. But I was trying to keep like the option open because I had gotten, after I left from the Falcons after 2001, so this is 2002, I got an interest from lots of teams and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then like, I had never, like my kids and my family, you know, we never lived, like I never lived and played somewhere else and the kids were somewhere else. So like you weigh all of these things. And so I ended up um, pitching ESPN on an idea which turned out to be the jam session and um, you know it went really good and then I would do in the playoffs and stuff I would come on and then do um, uh, commentary on set and then Super Bowl and everything and so people really liked it it, it was going great it was fantastic and then 
um, I ended up not coming back to play. Like I had messed around with it and worked out for a team or two here and had offers. And I was just like, you know, it was weird, man. I just kind of got settled in the situation. And I, again, I didn't want to like be living somewhere else for my kids and everything. So yeah, I ended up just sticking with it. And then I went from ESPN to doing ABC. They were like, hey, we'd like you to broadcast games. And I was like, hmm, okay. And, you know, I did Adrian Peterson's first college football game in Oklahoma. Oh, like no. me and, me and, yeah, me and, excuse me, me and Terry Gannon were in the booth for that game. Like, I did that game. And so it was interesting. And, you know, it was nice to grow. Um, that is a heck of a job to do. Um, it's a lot going on. And it was good that people enjoyed my work there. And then, you know, I ended up doing uh, um, a Pac-12 network, too. So doing some Pac-12 games and doing some Utah games. So that was cool. It's not something, it's obviously something that I, um, I still watch all the games. Um, I'm still very involved in watching like all the college football games, all the NFL games for sure. Right. So it's something that I'm looking at again, uh, doing down the line. I don't know if I'm going to do games in the booth or studio work or whatever. Like, but it's something that I want to do. Like my break is over, mm-hmm. and I feel like right now I'm in the process of producing something that we'll be able to talk about soon. <clears throat> but I'm excited about that. So it's like, for me, I feel like it's just the natural thing, especially as involved and as as how much how much I still love and care about the game. And I may go back to writing again, too. That was something that I did. So yeah. I wanted to take a break, and that's over now. So we'll see. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, at least get back into doing something that has, that's involved with football. That would be yeah. great for you to do. I, I see your Twitter all the time, man. You've got some of the best posts, I'm telling you. Appreciate it. Um, I'll tell you what, one more question, then I'll let you go. I know you're very busy. Um, I always ask my, my guests this question. Um, do you have, is there any specific memory that sits out to you in your football career that could possibly surprise my viewers, uh, listeners, anybody who's, who's watching this, um, that you could tell us anything fun, good story. Um, huh. Well, you know, we <laughs> well, we were um, we were uh, a unique group, you know. Um, our team, we we had some characters on our team, no no question about it. Um, and I think that was uh, what made the chemistry. But you know, a lot of people don't know when we went to go to Minnesota. Um, I had this routine where we um, where I went to. Uh, watch movies to online the night before games, okay? Okay. So I do it Saturday night, you know, and so I was gonna, I was like, you know, the movie theater was at the Mall of America, and they were like, oh, they have security for you, and I was like, what? So I knew it was an NFC Championship. Not like there was some threat to me, but it was like, somebody's gonna go with you. I was like, what? And so a bunch of my teammates ended up going too. So we went there, and I'm like, I'm a roller coaster guy. Like, I literally travel around the world. I have traveled around the world to go to different amusement parks. That's how real it is. Oh, wow. I mean, that's yeah. So we go there, and they got a roller coaster in the middle of the mall. I was yeah. like, we got to get on the roller coaster. And they're <laughs> like, what? I'm like, we got to ride the roller coaster. So the nice people in Minnesota, they they're like, thanks for coming up. You guys had a great season. I mean, it was a foregone conclusion for these people that the Vikings were going to beat us. Okay. So they let us get on the front of the roller coaster. Me, like Keith Brooking, Chuck Smith, like Ben, uh, just like eight of us. 
They let us get on. We're riding, taking pictures. We know we're about to beat Minnesota. You understand me? And they're just so nice, so nice. And then we all went to the movies after that. And you know what movie we went to see? Mm. Remember the Titans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how could we lose? Tell me, tell me how could we lose? That's how, that's the story a lot of people don't know, so. That's what's up, man. Thanks. We got to hook up again, though, Jason. I'm sorry I had to. I have to be so brief, but we can. We got to hook up again, man. Trust me, and I promise you, we'll do it for a longer interview, my man. Man, I would love to do that. Thank you so much for responding. Uh, it means a lot to a guy like me trying to get started in this type of stuff. So, Jamal, thank you so much. I appreciate your enthusiasm, work. man. I want you to keep going, man. Big fan of your work. Man, I really appreciate that. That means a lot to hear. And I will. I'm telling you, I promise you, we will hook up again. Okay, brother. All right, partner. Thank you so much for this. And uh, we will keep in touch. Jamal, have a great rest of your day. Okay, buddy? You too. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. Tune in. This is where it's at. The Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. You know that we got it popping. Oh, yeah. That's apparent. Got a shout out to my homie. One and only J. Tune in. This is where it's at. The Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. You know that we got it popping. Oh, yeah. That's apparent. Got a shout out to my homie. One and only J. Parrish. Yeah. Tune in. You already know what's up. They call him the Fantasy Football Plug. It's time to turn it up. I bet you can't get enough. Got them bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, bruh? Hey. The Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. Let's go.